A blessed Monday Thursday to everyone out there. As you can see in the background, I do not have anything to cover my sacred images with, so I've just turned off the light. I hope that suffices for now. So, I made a tweet earlier this week about how I have nothing against the Novus Ordo, but I would feel embarrassed to take some non-Catholics to certain, to some Novus Ordo masses. And I assumed that the meaning of that was clear enough that, because I assumed that all of us know about these terrible liturgical abuses in some Novus Ordo masses where they have ridiculous things. Like you've heard of the pizza masses, the clown masses. Matt Frad's talked about these things, right? In fact, everyone talks about these things. You know, there are some masses where they have things like the priest acting like a rock star or <laughs> certain masses where they have like rap rock music. And it, it's just not good. It's clearly not, it, it's clearly a liturgical abuse. And before I continue on, I've got to clarify a lot of things like, I'm I'm not a Latin mass onlyist. I know I put that in the thumbnail to get some clickbait, and probably I'm gonna get so much, so many comments in the comment section going on about you know you can't say things about a novice order. Oh, or and some people will think I'm a rad trad and say oh, um, I don't know. Either people think I'm a rad trad, or they think I'm a modernist. And honestly, in today's day and age, in the Catholic Church, it's good to fall in between, isn't it? You know, if you're being accused of both, I think you're doing something right. <laughs> so, that was the tweet that I had to clarify. But today I wanted to talk about more of Holy Week, of course, because it's Holy Week, Maundy Thursday in particular. Let's start... Uh, I, I just came back from Maundy Thursday Mass, so let's... Let, let me run you through my evening. So, I kind of didn't book a Monday Thursday Mass here in Singapore. We still have this ridiculous booking system where we've got to book our Masses because, you know, they need to check if you're vaccinated. I've got a medical exemption, so I get to go, but my heart goes out to all those who can't receive the sacraments, can't go to church on Monday Thursday, my heart goes out to them. I could be in that position if I wasn't fortunate enough to, yeah, but my heart goes out to them. So, almost forgot, no, I didn't book a mass because it was full. You see, this is the stuff that can happen. Mass can be full, too full for you, sorry, no, no space for you, but things like that can happen. But my friend Ethan, he hit me up earlier today sleeping in quite a bit today woke up saw his text hey are you going for mass and i was like hmm checked the mass bookings oh one place available great okay went for that and it was so worth it i'm so glad that he hit me up because it was such 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 a beautiful mass um let, let me run you through it so let's at the beginning right the bells start ringing and it's just something about... Uh, Singapore is a small country, and I think what would be so cool is if all of the churches in Singapore started Monday Thursday Mass at the same time, 
and just <laughs> rang all of the bells at the same time. That would be so epic. They should totally do that and guilt trip all of the Catholics that are not coming from Asp. I'm I'm joking, but <coughs> that would be so cool. And it was just so beautiful when they did the Gloria and all the bells were ringing. Beautiful. Um, it, it's a very beautiful cathedral. Let me see if I can pull it up. Is it this one? No, not this one. Sorry, not this one. Sorry, sorry. Yes, this one. Church of Saints Peter and Paul. Uh, it's as you can see, it has a decently high altar because this is the church that I go to because it does. Th this is the church that does the Latin masses. Singapore has one church that does Latin mass. So this is the one that I attend. Uh, you're, you're also with this booking system, you're kind of res restricted to one parish. You, you're not allowed to jump around. Well, they're getting a bit more laxed with the rules, but for a long time it was. That's how it was. Something cool about this cathedral to point out is, is you can see there these lamps hanging down and the. Uh, if you look really closely, you can see that there are keys and swords and of course you know, sword because saint paul and keys saint peter right i thought it was really clever very very interesting so yeah beautiful beautiful cathedral yeah uh and it was a novus ordo mass <clears throat> there was a latin mass but somehow um there was no space so i got the novus ordo mass and no regrets it was such a beautiful beautiful mass it was really packed, and that's something that I haven't experienced in a long time. A fully, fully packed mass. Often, and that's really impactful for me, because often I do feel really alone here. I always feel like, oh man, like, it's no one else care about the faith. And I think that's just me being dramatic and all the woe is me because clearly there are many many faithful catholics in singapore i mean just look at how packed the masses are it really is a is a it's a nice sentiment to think about that when i'm walking around the streets and taking the train with my rosary slung around my belt people you know there's bound to be a catholic who will look at the rosary and be like I'm not alone. And that's a nice sentiment to think about. Another beautiful thing about this mass was the priest the priest chanted all of the readings. And that's something that I didn't know people did in Novus Ordo masses. But he did that. He chanted all the readings. And I loved it. He's an English English speaker. I think I think that's beautiful to hear the readings being chanted like that. In fact, I know people are going to come after me for this, but I preferred it to the Latin mass readings that are chanted in Latin. If I could understand Latin, of course I think I would prefer the Latin, but I don't. I'm illiterate. I don't I don't understand Latin. I'm always reading along with <laughs> with my little phone over there. But to have it chanted in English, I loved that. I wish every mass that I went to had the readings chanted in English. Of course, sacred sacred scripture—it's so beautiful. 
And I wish that it was chanted every mass like that. I really, really wish they did that in every mass. And I'm not sure if every parish in Singapore did it this way for Maundy Thursday, but because this was the Latin mass parish, I have a feeling that they took a lot, they borrowed a lot of inspiration. Inspiration, is that the right word? I don't know. They took a lot of aspects of the Latin mass, the reverence of it, and applied it to this Novus Ordo mass. It was so beautiful. Um, the priest, he and he delivered a really, really impactful homily as well. He talked about uh, one of the things that stuck out during his homily was about blood. Blood being a very significant thing because blood is something that stains and if you've ever tried to wash blood stains you'd know that it's really hard to wash blood stains off and so every time we receive holy communion that blood stain blood of christ it stains our hearts and it becomes harder and harder to wash off and it becomes more and more obvious and we become more and more identifiable as belonging to christ and yeah, his homily in general it was really, it was a really great homily. Not the homilies that I'm used to at most Novus Ordo masses, where it's just eerie, fluffy. And once the priest even started talking about feminism, I'm like, <coughs> hymns, the hymns and mass parts were all sung in Latin. Now, the 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 opening hymn was in English. And I already loved that because it was so well done and solemn. But when they started doing the mass parts in Latin, oh, that was great. That was so great. When they when the Pater Noster came in, I was so ready to go. Uh, and nope, it was Pater Noster. I'm like, whoa, no way. They, they, they went for it. And if I'm not wrong, the choir that did this mass was the same choir that does the does the choir for the Latin mass. It it was the it was the Latin mass choir. And they were really good. It was it was beautiful and by the end of the mass when it was time for adoration, tears were streaming down my face because they started singing um, o Sacrament Most Holy, that's one of my favorite hymns. Uh, I'm a, I'm big on adoration. That's one of my, no, that is my favorite, favorite form of prayer. And when they started singing O Sacrament Most Holy in Latin, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a waterworks there. <clears throat> so, Holy Week, it really is one of my favorite times of the year because this is the time where all churches are kind of forced they're basically forced to be reverent <laughs> no drums and mass and all of that kind of nonsense just pure reverence and beauty there's immediately when you walk into a church on during holy week there's immediately this air of solemnity that you'd find it's the same solemnity that you'd find in a latin mass but you know, I preferred this Mass. I really did. And I only have two comments 
Now, I have to make a disclaimer that this is just my personal opinion. And I'm going to sound really whiny about it. But I'm sure that many of you out there will relate. <laughs> Lectors. Of course, in every nervous order mass, we have lay lectors. So, I'm sure it's not just me. But lectors, they're always reading the readings in such an, an overly exaggerated way. Why? <laughs> Why? Why do you have to... Em- Place emphasis on every single word. It's not natural. People do not read like that. People do not speak like that. It's not more impactful just because you're emphasizing every single word. I wish I could do an impression, but I feel like it it would be blasphemy if I if I were to try to copy it because I would be just mocking it because it's it it it's in such a way that it's bound to make you cringe. And I know I sound really whiny. Again, this is my personal opinion. And again, I I will declare that this is just a me problem. I'm just going to say it's a me problem, okay? It's a me problem. I blame it on myself for not being able to just focus on the mass and be judging the lectures. But this is my personal opinion. I have a feeling that people out there will relate to it. If they don't, then shame on me. Shame on me. Mia culpa. (laughs) And the other thing is the Kenters. Um, uh, the reason why I love... thing I love about Latin Mass is that the choir... The choir is kind of fixed, you know. They're a well-trained Gregorian chant choir. And it's kind of hard to go wrong with Latin um, hymns. Well, most of the time. <laughs> but this Cantor... You know, sometimes, let's just say the cantor isn't very skilled. So imagine, I was so lost in the beauty of this mass, right? And all of a sudden, this woman comes up on the altar and comes up with her overly exaggerated reading. And it's like, oh, it made it hard for me not to cringe. And then another lady who comes up and does the cantering whose singing wasn't as good as compared to that beautiful, beautiful Gregorian chant choir. Honestly, it's distracting. It was very distracting for me. Again, personal opinion. Just going to say that this is a me problem, okay? So, if anyone out there relates, let me know. But if not, it's a me problem. I'm not going to say that it's it's the Novus Order, it's Fault O's, Vatican II. No, I'm not going to say any of that. It's a me problem. I My job as a layperson is just to sit there at the Mass and worship, be present with Christ. But it was distracting. <laughs> anyway, other than that, it was a really, really beautiful Mass, as I've said. And I think that this is the full potential of the Novus Ordo Mass. And imagine... I. If only that Mass was ad orientum, you know, facing away from the people like they do in the Latin Mass. I think that would be so beautiful. Waterworks would have come a lot, a lot sooner. And I just wish that, you know, I just really, really wish. Because this, what this proves, what Holy Week proves is that this is possible. 
This is possible for every Mass, this level of beauty and reverence. This is 100% possible. Why are we not doing it? And it, I think it's a, it's a real pity. Catholicism, see, it has something for everyone. And for me, this is, this has always been the part of Catholicism that I love the most. The solemnity, the reverence, and the dark, candlelit, silent adoration with beautiful hymns. But come Easter Sunday, you can be sure that there's going to be drums at Mass again. Honestly, look, this is something, this is something that people tend to misunderstand about me. I don't necessarily have a preference for the Latin Mass. Again, I, I quite loved this Novus Ordo Mass today. So beautiful again. And for me, again, as an English speaker, I think it's perfect for me. The reason why I exclusively attend Latin Mass is because it's the only place that I can escape the terrible lecturing and singing. I know it sounds so horrible, okay? I sound like such a snob. But, look, I mean, I, I have a... If I had a... I have the choice to go for a Latin Mass. Of course I'm going for the Latin Mass. Because I like it more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with preferring that. Problem comes if you become a Latin Mass onlyist and say that... Say things like, Oh, if there's no Latin Mass, you shouldn't go for Mass. No, that's nonsense. Even if it's... The, the the most terrible liturgical abusing mass, if the Eucharist is there, you are obligated to go for that mass. That that shouldn't be a an arguing arguing point. That shouldn't be up for debate. You know, <laughs> I don't. I think that's common sense. But <sighs> being online in the online Catholic space. You see a lot of different opinions. So, as proven by Holy Week, I think the Novus Ordo, Ordo Mass can be so, so beautiful. And the pity is that this beauty tends to only come, in, come out during Holy Week because churches are forced, <laughs> forced to be reverent. So again, a clarification for people who think I'm just some anti-Novus Ordoer. I'm really, I'm really, really not. Um, and I think the only people that come after me, um, that you know, I had some people coming after me for that tweet that I made about being embarrassed to take some non, take non-Catholics to some Novus Ordo masses. I think these people must be very blessed and very lucky because that probably means that they have n- never attended one of those bad nervous order masses again a mass cannot be objectively bad it can have bad out how don't it's so tiring having to clarify myself gosh yeah they clearly haven't attended a nervous order mass with liturgical abuses like rap rock music or or parishes that just really try to protestantize our Catholic faith to the point where you're walking in and it's literally just it literally just feels like a Protestant church but with the Eucharist and that's really my point about the point that I was trying to make with that tweet which is the reason why I'd be embarrassed is because 
we as Catholics, we love to talk about, we were the first church, we came, uh, you know, it was the church that Christ gave Peter the keys, and the church has stayed the same for 2,000 years, and look at all of our beauty and tradition, and our incense, and stained glass, and all of, all of that, right? Imagine if, imagine if a Protestant hears all of that. They see these videos of beautiful, beautiful cathedrals and masses online. And they come, they go to their nearest Catholic church to attend a mass. <laughs> and they walk in and it, they're like, hang on, this is just the same as what I have in my Protestant church. What's the difference? Why should I become Catholic? And of course, there's plenty of reason to become Catholic besides the aesthetic of it. But why? Why are we doing this? And this brings me to another point, which is there's this rising trend, and honestly, it's such a boomer problem. I'm sorry, I know that term might be a bit rude, but it is such a boomer thing where I think some of these people in church do not realize that when they try to change the focus of worship from the mass to things like praise and worship, and try to just, essentially, they don't realize they're doing it, but Protestantize the faith. Make it all about these praise and worship concerts. Especially because they think that it caters to kids and the youth. What they are doing is raising these kids with the mindset that worship is all about that and not the mass. That is the message that it sends across and these kids are going to grow up. And what are they going to do? They're just going to look at these Protestant churches and think, why should I be Catholic? I should just be Protestant. I think it's very sad that a lot of these things that made me so on fire to be Catholic, like learning about the Eucharist, learning about church history, Mary. Why did I never learn about these things? As a kid growing up in church, why was I not taught these things? There was a point of time in my faith journey where I was considering becoming Protestant. Because I was not taught these things, these things that made Catholicism uniquely Catholic. Like, I, I, I had those thoughts myself. What's the difference? Why should I be Catholic if, you know? Maybe I can just go to a really reverent Protestant church. Why not just become Anglican? You know? It's almost the same. Then I could be Protestant and I wouldn't have to deal with all of that stigma of being Catholic and have to deal with all of those arguments like, oh, the Catholic church is unbiblical. Oh, oh the Pope, the Pope, this, so you worship Mary. I would be able to be free of all of that Catholic burden and just be Protestant. There was a t point in time where I considered that because all of that anti-Catholicism just got too much for me. And maybe that's just me being a weak Catholic. But I was a weak Catholic. And why? Because I wasn't, I wasn't cate catechized, catechized. I wasn't taught properly. I wasn't taught all of these Marian doctrines, the reasoning behind why, why Mary is so important, all of the biblical evidence and basis for it. The importance of the Mass, the Eucharist. Why exactly this? the Eucharist is Jesus' body?
body, blood, soul, and divinity, and it's literally Jesus. Why was I not taught these things? And I'm not going to blame it on <coughs> Vatican II, and it's all Vatican's two, Vatican II's fault. I honestly, I blame it on the boomers. I blame it on these boomers who th- just can't see that making our church, this is not the way. I'm sure that it's not their, in their intention to make the church more Protestant, but in their attempts to appeal to the youth kids make it more exciting they are making it protestantized they are protestantizing catholicism and they are they are destroying the church i'm just gonna say it they are destroying the church it's really funny here in singapore i'm a, I'm going on a bit of an honesty rant uh, an honest rant here but here in singapore the only youth that take their faith seriously, you will find them in two places. One is the Latin Mass. Second place you will find them is in the... I'm not gonna... I don't want to say it explicitly, but this um, youth program that is... It really is just a, a Protestant church with the Eucharist. They, it's... I mean, the entire style of how they do things. When you walk in, it's indistinguishable from from a Protestant church. And, you know, youths do flock there because there's uh, plenty of... I'm just going to say it. The, the focus is all about how terrible their lives are and how, yay, Jesus saved me and all about oh, problems. And it's basically therapy, you know, like how Protestant cell groups... Uh, you come and talk about your problems. It's like an outlet. And I don't want to generalize because I've met so many people in this youth program who are so on fire for apologetics and church history and all of that. But at the surface, it it's kind of just like a Protestant church. And I'm not the only one who shares this opinion. I've talked about this with fellow Catholics in Singapore and they, they tend to agree that, yeah, that that program is kind of kind of like a Protestant church. And I'm sure it does a lot of good. I would rather these youth be there rather than, you know, just falling away from the faith completely. Definitely. I would prefer that. But again, I think a recurring theme that it comes down to with this entire topic is what a waste. What a pity. We could be doing so much more. Why are we not pushing it to the fullest potential? Why are we not embracing the Catholic faith to the fullest potential? The grandeur of Catholicism. And I know I'm starting to sound like a rad trat. A rad trat, I promise I'm not. It's just, I think I'm trying to be as objective as I can with this topic. But I I think we can all agree that it's sad. Something that I thought about... uh, Stumbling over words... Something that I thought about earlier on. Oh yeah, sorry, I already mentioned this point. Imagine if all of the bells were ringing at the same time and every non-Catholic in Singapore would be like, Oh, Don, what's going on? Like, oh, wow, these Catholics are are serious. But no. 
so yeah, I mean, the only thing we can do as lay Catholics is just, you know, push for it. But of course, without being a red thread. Honestly, I think most of us Catholics are doing the right thing right now, the way that we're approaching it. The only people that are being stupid about it are the people on Twitter or in comment sections. The rest of us are doing it pretty fine. Like, we're just living our best, uh, living our Catholic faith to the best we can and advocating for reverence in whatever way we can, writing letters to bishops, etc. The only people that aren't being stupid are these online keyboard warriors. Anyway, enough of that. I want to talk about the rest of my night. How long have we gone on for? 28 minutes. I think we can <coughs> wrap it up. So, rest of my night. Uh, here in Singapore, we have this a bit of a tradition of church visiting on Maundy Thursday, because all of the all of our churches are so close by. I'm not sure if you guys have it in other countries, but on Maundy Thursday here in Singapore, we like to go church hopping. So after Maundy Thursday Mass, we stay a bit for adoration, right? And then we will hop around the churches because the churches are so close by. Singapore is such a small island, very heavily populated. So plenty and plenty of churches within walking distance. In fact, in our sort of city hall area, there are three cathedrals within walking distance. So today, my friend Ethan and I, we went church hopping to do our yeah we went for adoration in these four churches the first one was uh, this is novena novena church and very beautiful cathedral um this was the uh, last one that we went to actually this was sacred heart um church of church of sacred heart i think that's the name Beautiful stained glass windows. I loved it. The beautiful stained glass. Very, very intricate um, artworks. Very beautiful. Um, this was, um, I showed that earlier. Cathedral of Saints Peter and Paul. The Latin Mass one. And this is... Now, I think this is going to be ironic. But... This is our main cathedral. This is the Cathedral of the Good Shepherd. And that specific youth program that I I was talking about, they like to have their events here and they like to dance around and have little dance routines in front of the altar, stuff like that. And I think it's quite sad that it's so bare. It's so barren. This is our main cathedral. This is the cathedral that our Archbishop does Mass in. And it's always, it's so bare. Like, look at this in comparison to the other cathedrals. Right? And then you look at the main one, our main cathedral. It's so bare. Like, I mean, and <laughs> I know there are altar reels. You see altar reels there, but they're never used. They're only used in St. Peter and Paul. Saints Peter and Paul, the cathedral with the Latin Mass, and yeah, they're they're not used. But you know, it's nice to have. I would rather have the altar rails there than not have them. So yeah, we went for adoration, and one thing that I really that stood out to me 
was, you know, uh, you know how we have the sort of, uh, um, oh, what do you call it? You know, after Maundy Thursday, we have adoration and the altar boys keep watch, and they sort of change shifts. I think that's so fun. That's so cool. That uh, it just reminds me of soldiers changing shifts. You know, keeping watch on the Eucharist. And I always liked the idea of altar boys being sort of like soldiers. I just think that's really cool. And if we framed it that way, I think a lot more boys would be into being altar altar boys. Super cool stuff. The way that they, you know, they have this entire drill where (laughs) they change shifts so that it's never left empty. I mean, I don't have to explain it, but... Very nice. Anyway, that was that was that that was how my evening went. Let's take a quick look at the comment section. Not not much there. So thanks all for watching this. And again, I'm not a rad trad. I'm not a modernist. I'm just just a, I feel like I'm just an everyday Catholic boy. And while some of my I tend to think my my opinions are like radical, but they're really not. I think this is the opinion that most of us share. Again, if you're out there listening, don't listen to people online in comment sections because most of them, I think we've got to establish that most of them are questionable. All right, have a very, very, very blessed rest of your holy week. And I've been off Instagram quite a bit because of Lent, but, you know, I think I'll be back Easter, maybe, I don't know, social media is a bit painful, remember to subscribe, like this video, leave a comment, just don't be annoying about it, because is it, <laughs> I'm getting bad at this, I haven't done this in a while, but don't be annoying in the comment section, I really can't deal with this stuff anymore, have a, have a blessed, blessed, blessed Maundy Thursday, God bless you.